The reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, starting at verse 13. That same day, two of them were walking to the village of Emmaus, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation, going over all the things that had happened. In the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them. But they were not able to recognise who he was. He asked, what's this you're discussing so intently as you walk along? They just stood there, long-faced, like they had lost their best friend. Then one of them, his name was Cleopas, said, are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard what's happened during the last few days? He said, what has happened? They said, the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene. He was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in work and word, blessed by both God and all the people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got him sentenced to death and crucified him. And we had our hopes up that he was the one, the one about to deliver Israel. And it is now the third day since it happened. But now some of our women have completely confused us. Early this morning, they were at the tomb and couldn't find his body. They came back with the story that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty, just as the woman said, but they didn't see Jesus. Then he said to them, so thick-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe all that the prophets said? Don't you see that these things had to happen, that the Messiah had to suffer and only then enter into his glory? Then he started at the beginning with the books of Moses and went on through all the prophets, pointing out everything in the scriptures that referred to him. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he were going to go on. But they pressed him, stay and have supper with us. It's nearly evening, the day is done. So he went in with them, and here is what happened. He sat down at the table with them. Taking the bread, he blessed and broke and gave it to them. At that moment, open-eyed, wide-eyed, they recognised him, and then he disappeared. Back and forth they talked. Didn't we feel on fire as he conversed with us on the road, as he opened up the scriptures for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Cleopas and his friend were going back to their own village. And as they walked, they were really disappointed. They were confused, they had lots of questions, and they were a bit fearful as well. It was probably safer to leave Jerusalem. They didn't quite know what was going to happen. They'd watched Jesus branded as a troublemaker and he'd been put to death as a result. And maybe they were worried that they would be caught up in that too. But also, all their hopes had been dashed. They'd hoped that Jesus was the Messiah, the one they'd been waiting for, the one who'd come to rescue them. And now he was dead. And all their hopes were shattered So as they walked back, they'd be confused, fearful, disappointed, upset, and a stranger comes alongside them and starts talking and points out the truth of the scriptures and how it all pointed to the death of Jesus, but then to his rising from the dead. And he goes to eat with them 
when as they eat together, they recognize it is Jesus. What an amazing moment. They are so excited. Their mood has changed so much that they go back to Jerusalem. Now, if we followed the story, we know it's now evening time. Well, it was evening time when they started eating. And they've had a meal. So it'll be getting really late. It'll be dark. But they've got such good news to share. They're not going to hang around till morning. They go back to Jerusalem. It's seven miles away. Not on lovely footpaths like we have, but rocky mountain passes like the one we saw in the DVD. But the news is so great, they're not going to hang about. They rush back to Jerusalem to share the good news that Jesus is alive. I think it's a fantastic account. One of my favourite parts of the Bible. Because it's real, it's honest, and it's full of hope. There are three props that help us to understand what we can take from this. I need three people to come and hold my props. Perla, up you come. You can hold my muddy boots. Ow. Ow. And somebody else. Who else would like to come and hold something? Oscar. Brilliant. Oh, and yeah, Ben, thank you. So we're going to have you further along, Perla. Oscar in the middle with that, with your question mark. And Ben... You get, what's that? I don't know. You don't know what that is? <laughs> do you think, you, what do you do with it? Do you play with it or eat it? I do. It's bread. <laughs> <laughs> Three props to help us learn something from this story. Are you happy holding that bread then, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So walking boots. That's a straightforward one, isn't it? Cleopas and his friend were walking They were walking back to Emmaus. And what they learned was that Jesus walks with us. He came alongside them and he walked with them. So Jesus wants to walk with us. And what is fantastic is that he walks at our speed. He joined them on their journey and went with them. And he spoke to them where they were at. He might have been a bit frustrated. Why can't you understand? But nonetheless, he didn't make any assumptions about what they knew. And he took them back to where they needed to go and explained the scriptures to them at their pace and at their level. Jesus wants to walk with us. And we don't have to achieve a certain point before he comes and joins us. We don't have to know how many books are in the Bible. We don't have to know how many testaments there are. We don't even know how many languages they were written in before Jesus reveals himself to us. It's good to learn all of that, and Jesus will help us. But he comes to us right at the very beginning of our journeys, and he walks with us and shows us things at our pace and at our level. It's not like a syllabus that we sit for our exams. A lot of you are doing revision at the moment. And it's not that you have to get through a certain amount of material before Jesus reveals himself. Jesus comes where we are at our pace and he walks with us. That's the truth for every single one of us. And then, Oscar, hold up yours. What have you got? I've got a question mark. A question mark. Because Jesus wants to answer our questions. Cleopas and his friends had loads and loads of questions. 
And they were honest about their questions. Perla, you came with some questions a few weeks ago. And I said that actually that was a fantastic thing to do because every single person has questions. And sometimes we think we're not allowed to ask Jesus those questions. We're not even allowed to let Jesus know that we've got questions. We hide them to ourselves. I can't possibly be honest with Jesus that I've got these questions, I've got these doubts, I've got these confusions, I've got these angry feelings. We think we've got to hide that. So we live our lives in this mess of emotions and then we come to Jesus in prayer and we think we have to kneel at our bed, close our hands, God bless mommy, God bless daddy. And all that stuff of the day isn't part of our prayer life. And actually what Jesus is saying, I want you to come However you are, with all your questions, with your fears, with your doubts, Cleopas and his friend were scared, they were angry, they were upset, they were disappointed, and Jesus got the lot. A long walk, seven miles. A lot of stuff to get through. But actually, Jesus says, I want you to come as you are with your questions, and I can help you understand and answer them. And then finally, Jesus was going to walk on. But it was getting dark. And Cleopas said, why don't you come back? Come back to our house and have a meal with us. And it was as Jesus broke the bread and gave it to them and took the wine and passed it to them, they realized who it was who was actually with them. If they hadn't invited him, Jesus would have walked on. And they would have missed that moment of revelation. And that's a challenge for us as well, because Jesus wants to be invited into every part of our life, wherever we are, whatever we are doing, the bits of our life that we'd like to keep hidden from from ourselves, from our friends, our neighbours, we want to hide them from Jesus too. And actually Jesus says, I want to be invited into every part of your life. And when I am, when I come in, When you let me have access, I can reveal myself to you more and more. Thank you. You're going to get very flowery, aren't you? Should we give them a clap and say thank you very much? I'm going to put my smelly boots back in here. You dare touch those perla, dare you? Thank you. I do think this is an amazing passage. And it's a passage that was really important to Cleopas, absolutely. But it's a passage that's really important to every single one of us. We talk a lot about wanting to draw closer to Jesus. And here's a pattern and a method that helps us to draw closer to Jesus. In many ways, it's a picture of discipleship. That's the church word we use. When we talk about learning more about Jesus, drawing closer to him, Letting him into our lives. That's discipleship. And we're all disciples. We're all just like Cleopas and his companion. We're all on a journey of understanding God more in our lives. Letting him fill more and more of who we are and our lives. Just like those disciples there. And we want to carry on. We don't want to get stuck. Because we want that revelation. We want to know Jesus in all his fullness in every part of our lives. I certainly want to. And I hear from many of you that that's what you want in your lives. To know the fullness of Jesus in every part of your life. So there's some things that we can do to help us. We can come and let Jesus walk with us. We can ask him the questions. 
and we can invite him in. But we can do that with each other as well. As I was preparing this, I was thinking, gosh, sounds a bit like a home group, doesn't it? Spending time with people, talking with one another. Being brave enough to ask that hard question that you think nobody else would ever have in their minds. Nobody else would ever have been so stupid as to ask that question. And then you ask it and you realise that everyone in the room says, I'm so glad you asked that because I've never known the answer to that either. When we're honest enough with one another to ask questions, we can learn more and more about Jesus. And a home group is a really special place where we can do that. Many of you are in home groups, which is wonderful. But actually, if you're not in a home group, maybe that's something you'd like to find out more about. A group of people that meet together week by week. It is a discipline because we've all got such busy lives. But saying, actually, this is important because here is a place where I can be honest, where I can ask questions and where I can travel with others. It's sometimes worth putting aside that time and saying, yes, I will make that a priority in my week. If you'd like to find out more, talk to me afterwards or talk to Colin Matthews, who's here as well, or contact Kia, she's not here today. But if you'd love to find out more about home groups, it's a place where we can walk with one another. Some groups eat together. Isn't it wonderful to eat together? The conversations that happen over a meal. It's a good place to be. It might be that you would love somebody to pray with. Having a prayer partner, someone that you can be honest with. Bring your disappointments out into the open and together pray. And bring Jesus into those situations. Maybe you know somebody that you could ask, would you pray with me once a month, once every six weeks? Let's get our diaries together and let's make time to pray with one another. Again, that place of honesty, of acknowledging what's going on in our lives. And bringing Jesus into it. There's something about walking together, about eating together, and about questioning together. As I thought about this this week, I was thinking, gosh, I can come to all of that and I can sit down and say, let's all go and do that. Isn't life wonderful? I thought, actually, God, you're challenging me on this. Because if I believe that this is important, what can I offer? This week, to develop that a little bit further. So here's my thought. This Wednesday, at 10 o'clock, if you'd like to meet me, I'm going to be in the church car park. I'm going to have a walk along Chinthurst Lane and to the top of Chinthurst Hill, where we can look down on the village of Wanish, our parish. And we can walk back down the other side of the hill to the car park, back through the village, and end up in the cafe where there'll be lovely coffee and cake. And as we walk together and then eat together, we can get to know one another better. We can think about what God might be saying to us. We might even pray at the top of the hill. We can check first to see if anyone's watching. But as we look down over the village of Wanish, wouldn't it be wonderful to be gathered on the top of the hill and pray for God's kingdom to come in our village? So, here's my challenge. 10 o'clock this Wednesday in the church car park, if you'd like to think a little bit more about travelling on the road to Emmaus in a very practical way, join me and we'll have a walk. We'll talk about God. We'll talk about other things too. And we'll end up by having coffee and eating and sharing together.
If it's tipping it down with rain, we might think again. And I might be on my own, and that's fine too. But if you'd like to join me, here's my challenge for us all to try a bit of what I'm talking about today. And I'll meet you at 10 o'clock in the car park. What we're going to do now is you arrived, you received a footprint. The theme of our journeys. And there's a, a PowerPoint slide with some questions on it. I want you to think maybe about one of those questions. You don't have to answer all three of them. But have a look at them and think, which is the question for you today? I would like Jesus to walk with me when? When I go back to school tomorrow. When I'm in that difficult work meeting. When I can't sleep at night. When would you like Jesus to be with you? If I could, I would like to ask Jesus about. What's your big questions? And I'd like to invite Jesus to share my disappointment about such and such. To heal me of this. To forgive me for that. Use this as your time to come and write something on your footprint. No one else will see it. Take it home with you and put it somewhere where you can look at it this week and bring it to Jesus. And this is a time for you just to think about some of those questions.